0: Welcome to another episode of the Save What Again Billy podcast. In the Bronx today, the weather is going backwards. It actually feels like a fall October day. The wind is picking up and it's getting pretty like windy out and the temperatures are like in the low 50s, so it just feels like a fall day, a perfect day to film a podcast episode. So before we get into the episode, a ton of news in regards to the science fiction paranormal world. We have a new Ghostbusters movie announced at a Sony uh, convention. People saw the announcement that Ghostbusters 4 or 3 will be uh, in movie theaters in the coming years. It's actually the fourth installment, I believe, of the Ghostbusters franchise. We have Ghostbusters 1, of course, with the original cast. Ghostbusters 2, the original cast. We had the reboot with the all-female cast. We had Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is four. So this will technically be the um, fifth installment. Ghostbusters 1, 2, Ghostbusters Reboot, Ghostbusters Afterlife. So yes, the fifth installment of the movie. And Ghostbusters fans have reason to believe that this will take place right after the events of Ghostbusters Afterlife. So if you haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife and you watch the end credits, you know more than likely Winston Zedmore will be leading the charge and taking over the Ghostbusters and either having the same cast with the kids from Ghostbusters Afterlife becoming Ghostbusters in New York City or recruiting brand new recruits, which actually leads me to a brand new Ghostbusters video game, yet another one. So we have a Ghostbusters video game coming out um, that will be a cooperative gameplay type thing from the makers of Predators Battlegrounds, but we have a VR Ghostbusters game coming out to the VR Quest Part 2, which is a virtual reality unit that you can use via Facebook. So if you are a Ghostbusters fan, the hits keep on coming and you will be able to be seeing a new Ghostbusters movie and playing some Ghostbuster video games. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is the top video game movie of all time. Jim Carrey in his quote-unquote end or final movie. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie will be supposedly his last movie, but it has topped the all-time of video game movies ever made. Elon Musk officially has bought Twitter. He has completely bought Twitter. He is the owner of it. And Elon Musk is somewhat of a Tony Stark, Bruce Wayne figure in real life. He's very... Very smart, helps out around the world, and he took over Twitter, and now people have mixed feelings about it. But Elon Musk is now the owner of Twitter, and speaking of Elon Musk being like a Bruce Wayne, Tony Stark person or character, real in real life, Batman Two was officially announced as well. There will be a Batman Two coming out, and uh, if you watched Batman, the Batman, it was actually a very, very, very good movie. I enjoyed it. I put it up there with the Christopher Nolan movie. It was dark. It was a like crime detective noir. I watched it again last night on HBO Max. Very well done. And um, in the future episodes, I'm actually going to do something corresponding to if superheroes would be real or could be real. And uh, stay tuned for that episode to be on the way via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and you can check out when that will be hitting the airways on my Instagram page, which is SWAB underscore podcast, and that is my Instagram page. Believe it or not, I don't use Twitter or Facebook, so Instagram is really my only social media outlet for everyone to follow what's going on in the Say What Again Billy podcast. Now, today's episode is going to be about dreams, and the reason I decided to do an episode about dreams is I had a, yet again, vivid dream of someone that passed away. Um, If you followed my previous podcast episodes, I've had an episode about the meaning of life, and I went in-depth about a couple of close friends that I had that are no longer with me. And frequently throughout the years I've had vivid dreams of family members that have passed on and friends and I'll actually get into a couple of them and tell you what I felt and what I you know what I saw and break down the whole dream aspect so one dream that I remember very vividly was when I was in my early 20s and I lived on Mars Park, which is a very Italian predominant neighborhood. And right across the street from the building I lived in was a cigar shop. Now, I, besides being a paranormal enthusiast, am a cigar aficionado, if you want to say that. I enjoy cigars. I learned a lot about the cigars and smoking them and types of cigars and all the types there are out there, from Maduro's to connecticut to Robusto and just became very privy to cigars. And the corner cigar store was a hangout for not only the neighborhood people, from, but people from all over that general area that liked cigars. When they heard there was a cigar shop within pro, uh, close proximity, especially that it's in the Bronx, a lot of people came there and a lot of people became friends. And one individual that I became friends with was, believe it or not, someone that didn't even smoke cigars. And his name was Michael Raguzo. And the reason I freely say his name on this episode is because he was very, very well known. And he w- it was one of the first uh, funerals and wakes that I've gone to that I've seen from a non-celebrity. People wrapped around a block to go visit him and say goodbye. Now, Mike would go down to the cigar shop and hang out before he would go to work. He worked that night at a club in Manhattan, which was very well known. And he would talk and mingle with the guys and not smoke, but, you know, because he lived upstairs and it was actually the owner's brother that the cigar shop was um in, you know, it was attached to this building, you know, he'd hang out there and the guys, of course, you know, would let him, the owner at the time. And uh, we became good friends. We bunch of us went to Dominican Republic together and we got real close to him and there was one tragic day where I was home and I got a phone call that Mike had passed away and I was in shock. I was like, how is that even possible? He was in his early 50s. I kind of thought that something had happened and Went over to the cigar shop. Everyone was outside because he lived upstairs, and his family was there, and it was just really tragic. And it, it didn't really hit me until I went to the wake, where I seen how many people loved this man, and I really, to be honest with you, cried and bawled at the wake, and um, it was you know one of a uh, one of my toughest losses at that age, because. Prior to that, the only loss that I had was my grandfather, and I was young, and I knew my grandfather was sick, so I really didn't take my grandfather's passing as, you know, hard as I thought I would, but being that this was a friend, and it was unexpected, it was just tragic, and of course, what people think of when someone passes on unexpectedly or tragically is how and why and you know and then some people go in depth and say what were they feeling or doing prior to passing away and it was a question that I had thought of often and when you think of things so much you essentially tend to dream you know it's your dream your brain is like a sponge and From what I've heard in the past, things that you think about a lot and then stop thinking about seem to be recycled and come out in form of dreams. Now, this can be true or not true, but I remember having a dream where Michael was walking across the street. And I was walking across the street to go back home in this dream because I lived across the street from the cigar shop. So I was basically coming from the cigar shop and to my left, Mike was right next to me. And I remember he was wearing his famous red sweatpants that he would wear and a white shirt. And I turned to him and I says, you know, in the dream, I remember very, very, like it was yesterday that I had the dream. I turned to him and I said, Mike, you know, are you okay? You know, you're not supposed to be here because it felt so real that I was telling him in the dream, you're not supposed to be here. Like you're, you're gone, you know, you're, you're dead. And he turned around to me and in the dream, I started crying as I crossed the street side by side with him. In the dream, I felt like I was bawling, crying, because it was just so much to see, you know? And he turned to me and said, Billy, I'm, I'm okay, you know, don't worry. And he walked ahead of me, and when I got to the corner, the dream was over. And it was a dream that I woke up from, like, wow, like, was that something he was trying to tell me? You know what I mean? Like, what was this about? Why did I dream that? Was it because I was thinking of him so much, or did he genuinely try to tell me something while I was dreaming. Now, when you sleep, you're very susceptible to things. And there's a lot of theories and scientific uh, data about dreaming. And, you know, people kind of have sleeping in equal to when what it might be like to pass away. You know, you're completely, you're just in a state and then you're, you're gone. You know, you're just unaware of what's going on. I'm actually going to get into basically what dreams are from a science perspective and when you dream you actually go through every night a process called or a state of sleep called REM which stands for rapid eye movement it's actually part of sleep that happens in birds and mammals so this happens with all birds and all mammals which we are mammals it makes the eyes move rapidly while in a deep dream and makes dreams more vivid. REM can be important because it can help with memory, emotional processing, and brain development. An average person per night goes through REM three to six cycles during sleep. As the night progresses, the REM cycles become more in-depth and longer. The last one can be anywhere from 40 minutes to one hour. A new study from a Newsweek article that was dated in November 19th, 2019, has Dr. Christopher Timmerman and a team studying DMT, a psychedelic drug that has intense hallucinations on humans which have been compared to NDEs, which is short for near-death experience. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is studies show that DMT, a drug that's found predominantly in plants, is in fact also in our brain. Dr. Timmerman says that studies ongoing, the study is ongoing. But why? Now, famous podcaster Joe Rogan believes that the brain could let out this drug, DMT, which is now being studied to be found in our brain, not just plants. At certain times, Joe Rogan believes that at certain times during sleep and even at times of fear or where your adrenaline is going, he believes that this DMT can be produced, which could lead to these lucid NDE experiences when you're at the brink of death. So meaning, if you are in a almost fatal car accident and you believe that you actually died and came back, it was actually your brain releasing the DMT drug in your brain and making you feel like you did die or saw certain things. He also believes, Joe Rogan from his podcast, that the DMT gland or what is found in your brain could possibly at certain parts if you're walking in the woods or at night and you have a fear of dark can be released causing you to potentially see things that relate or correspond to the paranormal. Now I listen to Joe Rogan. He is he does not need no introduction or plugs from my, you know, podcast because my podcast is you know below 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 way below him, but Joe Rogan has common interests. Uh, I'm a martial artist. and Joe got into martial arts uh, at a young age and then into comedy. And he's very, very interested in UFOs and aliens and you know conspiracies. And I've been listening to Joe Rogan now for about five months or so. Fairly recent. Um, and he does mention a lot of things with paranormal UFOs and this new thing that I caught on to called DMT, which I did not know about. And If DMT is found in your brains, it's quite possible that in a state of fear, when you're walking around and you're, you know, slightly afraid or there's a crazy thing or event happening in front of you, your brain can release not only the adrenaline or the adrenaline goes through your body from the adrenal gland, but this DMT and you might see something that you're unaware of. Also, a lot of ghost stories take place where someone is not expecting anything maybe home relaxing from a day and you don't know you're actually tending to fall asleep and the DMT is activated and you see something. And that could explain scientifically why we have paranormal events. If you're out in the woods and you're a little, you know, everyone's cautious when you go to the woods. You just don't go through the woods and, and not have a care in the world. If you're actually smart and privy to the woods and how dangerous they can be, you're alert to what's going on. And if your brain releases this DMT, it is quite possible that you will see something which maybe could explain sightings of Bigfoot but that doesn't also explain countless videos that have been out there. Now back to the dreams. Is it possible that when we sleep and we go into this REM where our eyes are rapidly moving and we're in the most in-depth sleep while the night progresses on, that we are hallucinating and bringing out thoughts? It's very possible. It's an ongoing scientific study from Dr. Timmerman and probably countless other doctors, but it could explain a lot of things with the NDEs and, you know, when you dream why things feel so real or you could smell and taste things. Now, DMT... When you take it in its purest form, which is plant form, the effects of it last anywhere from like 10 to 20 minutes. Uh, I believe injecting it or smoking it, the effects are a lot longer. And I've spoke about this on another episode, but if you take DMT, it's very... It's it said that you're, you're going into another dimension. You speak to elves, you see all these psychedelic colors, and so on and so forth, and there's a lot of dreams that... People have that are almost like that dreams don't make sense. You see random things. You'll see a person in, in human form and then the, the person changes. You're in one place and then you're in another. So essentially, the DMT, like the drug in its purest form, or that can be found out there in our brain, if it's, be, if it's being released during REM, your dreams are going to be pretty substantial and make you feel and see things and it's, you know, you'll get that almost trippy kind of dream. Um, Also, could explain why people, as I said, have these NDEs, um, because that DMT drug that's released in your brain, essentially, is making you, you know, think that you're dying or seeing certain things. Now, going towards the dreams, let's just say, the DMT drug is, we don't really know for a fact, isn't being released and you're dreaming, why do you dream about what you dream of? You know, there's meanings, there's books of dreams that have meanings, um, that everything that happens in a dream, this book lists certain things. Like if you see a bird, the bird means this. If you see, if you see a clock on the wall at a certain time, it means this. You, no one really can sit here and, and say, you know, if dreams are actually portraying or relaying a message, I just know that I've had some dreams that I've woke up crying, I've woke up screaming from nightmares, and two recent dreams that I've had where I've done that is where a shadow figure in both dreams, not just one of them, in both dreams, uh, basically one jump... one. In one dream, one jumped on me where I yelled, I was falling asleep on the couch and my wife came into the room and was like, you yelled at the top of your lungs, what happened? And I told her about the dream. And then fairly recently, I had a dream about being on like a, almost like a kid train uh, train ride and a hand came out of like a tombstone and tried to grab me and she said I jumped over my daughter who was laying in bed next to us and kind of was like frantically trying to catch my breath. And I've had... Not only the dream I described earlier, but I've had other dreams where I was crying and saw someone that passed away. Recently, uh, and the reason that I'm doing this episode about dreams is I had a friend tragically die in February of last year in a snowmobile accident. And again, when things like this happen, you can't believe it. And I start thinking how and why, and a lot of people were unsure until the actual news reports came out, and it was a big to-do because this particular friend that passed away was a firefighter. And I had a dream recently of him, and in my car, when I drive, above my head I have prayer cards of everyone that was close to me. Um, At the top of my car I have my friend Pat, who passed away from cancer, who was a first responder to 9-11, and his cancer was related to 9-11. I have my grandmother, my friend Carmine, who I dreamt of recently, and I have my friend Matthew, who battled through demons and, you know, succumbed to battling to those demons. And those people are above my head when I drive my car on a prayer card. And on tough days... And on good days, I look at the prayer card when I get into my car, driving to work or driving home. And I guess looking at Carmine, he appeared in one of my dreams. And I said the same thing in the dream to him that I did to my friend Mike when I dreamt of him. And I said, you're not supposed to be here. But the only difference in this dream was my friend Carmine kind of had a stern face. So I don't know what that meant, but it felt so real. And the fact that in the dreams I'm Crying like I have active emotions as if I was really there is just mind boggling to me. You know, I don't know if it's the DMT leaking out and making me feel a certain way and I can remember it. Um, I don't, I don't, I doubt that because, as per Joe Rogan, when you DMT trip, you don't remember everything. You know, um, I've had dreams and I'm sure others that are listening can relate. I've had dreams where I could taste. I can touch we've all had the dreams where we feel like we're falling and can physically feel falling. um I used to have nightmares as a kid until I tried to figure out a way to control my dreams and I remember having a dream as a kid that I would always a woman like an evil witch woman would always try to get me and then one night I had a dream and woke up well before twelve o'clock, excited that in the dream I was able to control my dream, and I kind of beat the witch in the dream, and it was like the weirdest thing, but I remember these things because Certain things you remember, certain dreams you remember. About 80 to 95% of dreams you don't remember because you're constantly dreaming. You just don't remember them. Um, A theory I heard is if you're super, super tired, you're going to remember a dream that you had. And I don't know how true that is. I can't fact check that at the moment. But I remember a lot of dreams from the past. One dream in particular, which gets into this whole episode, is I remember having fish as a kid. And in a dream, and I, you know, they're saying that a lot of people don't necessarily remember their memories correctly or things change. This is an it's a new theory as well, that you know your memories may not be as accurate as you think. But putting that aside for now, I could remember having a dream as a kid that my mom was flushing the fish down the toilet that we had in the house. And I remember waking up like, oh, I was dreaming. I turned the corner to my room. This is when I lived in an old apartment where everything was close in, in proximity with everything uh in, in the apartment. I remember waking up, turning the corner from having this dream, and my mom was kneeling in the bathroom pouring something into the toilet bowl. And I said, Mom, you know, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, the fish died, pouring it down the toilet bowl. And I was like, wait a second. It was the weirdest feeling, and I remember this vividly as a kid. And then again, there's a theory now that when you, you know, we don't really mem- remember things. It could have been the dream I remember, thinking that it was real. And that leads into another subject where people actually dream and think things are real. Like, they'll have a conversation with you and be like, you said this to me. You did this. And, and you'll be like, no, I didn't. Like, dreams are, tend to be so real that you believe it happened. Now, Egyptians... In the ancient times, actually believed that dreams were like oracles, bringing the messages from the gods. They thought that the best way to receive di- divine revelation was through dreaming. Thus, they would induce or incubate their dreams. So, the Egyptians held the whole dream thing like very, ha- like very highly. Like if they dreamed and they dreamt something of the pharaoh or you know the king or something to that extent, and they said it, they would. Write it down and think that it was from the great beyond, which to the Egyptian culture, dying and going through the other world was a big thing. So, going back to ancient times, dreams were taken, you know, quite literal when they dreamt. And to this day, um, when I have dreams, I do my best to remember them because, you know, I try to think of the signs of why. Certain things happened. Um, you know, I had a dream about my grandfather on plenty of occasions. Not a lot, not a lot, but I remember one dream in particular. I walked in there and he was sitting on his chair that he's always sitting on. Um, I've had dreams with my grandmother that I remember vaguely because she's no longer with me. Um, the dreams with Mike and my friend Carmine as of recent, the most recent. And I've had a dream with my friend Pat who died of cancer and talking to him. And in a way, it's kind of nice to have these dreams because when you wake up, realistically, you know, you will never talk to those people again until whatever happens, happens when we pass away. You have the faith, you see them again. If you are one of those people that think you, you just kick the bucket and you cease to exist, then whatever. But dreams are nice to essentially see people that you will never see again. Um you wake up and you're like, wow, you know, kind of wish that was real. But in the world of paranormal, like I had mentioned earlier, when you sleep, you're the most susceptible to the spirit realm. We have the, you know, sleep paralysis demons, the incubus, the succubus, the man in the hat that tend to prey on people when they go into a sleep. And whether this sleep paralysis demons that people think they see and experience this horrific event is in fact the DMT drug leaking out and making you hallucinate, or if it's a potential bridge from your deep sleep into a realm of demons that roam upon us is terrifying, but also a possibility because sleep is very much associated to things that occur in paranormal. Um... So I monitor my dreams and I, I talk about them, about what I feel and what I what I see. And kind of doing the research I did prior to this episode can kind of come to some assumptions that maybe something is going on. Like, you know, with this DMT drug that we have a little bit of in our body being released while we dream. Um, Didn't know much about the REM thing. I knew of it. Didn't know that we do it that often or it happens at least three to five times a night. So... Dreams potentially can be taken literal, depending on what you dream of, or it's just potentially your body going on a trip that you did not need to purchase any form of drug whatsoever. It's just naturally releasing. Of course, this is a study that's ongoing, and of course, what Joe Rogan says, uh, you know, can't take things literal from anyone, including myself, I'm talking about paranormal and I paraphrase a lot of things and I do my research within a week of airing an episode, um, at some points bi-weekly, but some episodes I'll go in more in-depth and do better research, but this episode I researched within the last three to four days and gave you what I found, but in essence, everyone has dreams and you dream of different things and it could be a multitude of possibilities why we dream whether loved ones are potentially trying to talk to us and tell us things. Maybe it's recycled things, events from weeks and months that have passed, emotions gathered up that are coming out via the dreams, or other forces at hand trying to bother you or trip you up while you're sleeping. Whatever the case may be, dreams have a paranormal aspect to them because you can feel while you're in the dreams, you can taste, you can touch. There's even talks of sexual activity and actually things happening in dreams while you're asleep because you're so in tune to the dream and so tired and the REM is at an uptick and things like that happening as well. So when you're in dreams, it's uh, almost like you're in another world and you are actually dreaming longer than you think if you can remember a dream because essentially you dream all night. So dreams are right up there with, you know, A mystery, and further research, and we need sleep, and we need to dream, and dreams do happen, and we got some studies, and this DMT thing is actually fairly recent, within the last two, three years. Um, So, interesting stuff. So, if you've had any crazy dreams that you remember to this day, and you want to talk about it, you could just comment in the post when I post this episode, you can comment on dreams that you had and experiences. I will reply to you. I found this something interesting, you know, and a good topic point for, you know, what I experienced this past week, um, dreaming of a friend that is no longer with me. Um, so if you want to talk about it, and I post it on my Instagram page, which is SWAB underscore podcast, which is short for, for Say What Again Billy podcast, comment away and tell me what you've dreamt about that stood out to you. And, you know, we'll have a conversation via my Instagram page. So this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. i like to thank the Anchor app for giving me the opportunity to film yet again another episode. And if you haven't heard about the Anchor app, it is the only app out there that is free of charge that gives you all the tools you need to get your paranormal podcast idea like mine or a podcast idea that you have out there into the world of podcasting, podcasting outlets like Spotify, anchor um, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts and many other outlets anchor puts them on all of those and download anchor it is free I like to thank all my listeners for chiming into another episode. We're almost at 60 episodes for this podcast so I like to thank always my listeners that tune in weekly, my friends that follow me um, you know the following is small but I thank everybody for you know tuning in and giving me the support. It means a lot. I don't do it for all the listens, you know. If it'd be nice to have, you know, thousands of people listening, but to vent, to talk about paranormal, which is something I like that I don't get to do often, it just makes me happy to do that, whether it's a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand, or just 10 people. So thank you to my repeat listeners and followers of the podcast. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast.